You're listening to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Phillies Nation podcast. I'm your host, Ty Daubert. Uh, Still no baseball up to this point. Uh, Seems like Major League Baseball and the Players Association, they're still trying to work some things out. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, we can safely get some baseball at some point this summer uh but like i said we'll have to see how that goes but nonetheless we still have an episode for you today we have a special guest on again uh but first i'm going to introduce you to my co-host johnny heller johnny what's going on man how you doing uh not much like you said just kind of hoping and waiting that uh Something will be worked out and that we'll, we'll get a season underway sooner than later. But uh, like you said, we have a special guest, um, someone who we've had on here uh, a couple times before. It's Phillies minor league pitcher Connor Hinchliffe. Connor, how you doing? Good, man. What's going on? Ty, Johnny, glad to be back on. Yeah, glad thanks. Have you. Yeah, thanks for coming on again. Uh, like Johnny said, we've had you on twice, I think. So uh, I, I think you're... You know, once you're on three times, I think you're officially like a recurring guest or something like I'm a, that. I'm a seasoned vet on the Phillies Nation podcast. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but but like we said, thanks for coming on um, once again. And we have no baseball, but today we're going to get into some uh, – I think we're going to try to start a series where we talk to some of the Phillies minor leaguers. We'll talk about um, some of their past playing baseball growing up and some of the big memories for them, uh, both as kids and then – uh, kind of moving up the ranks and into high school. And then if they played college, we'll talk about that, just their amateur careers and how it led to their pro careers. Uh, so I think that Connor's a great, great one to have on first because he, we've talked about it before, but he's had kind of a weird amateur career, a little bit unusual. So we're excited to have him on, but first Connor, why don't you kind of let everybody know what you've been doing since you've been home from spring training and, and how everything's going for you. I mean, everything's great. I mean, I'm just trying to trying to stay ready and wait for the call. You know, whenever that whenever that may be. Hopefully, the players and the owners can can reach an agreement here sometime. Um, I'm not sure how that'll affect minor league, of course, but you know, major leagues is first priority, and then they'll deal with us after. But you know, getting sent home with no real timetable when we'll return kind of poses a little bit of a problem because, especially for pitchers, you know, trying to stay stay in shape for a set date of when you're reporting or when you're playing games and it's like that and stuff like that is, is pretty important. But um, I think one thing that, that it's kind of bringing the best out of, out of all the players is just staying creative with, with your training. And at the end of the day, if you're, if you want to get your work in, you're, you're going to get it in one way or another. So it's kind of funny that my, my garage has turned into like a home uh, driveline baseball facility. <laughs> like my, when I got home, I built a, a pitching mound out of like wood from, from Lowe's. My garage door has a big wall in front of it so I can throw my weight of balls against it. My brother, uh, who's a pitcher at Kansas state university, he's actually recovering from Tommy John surgery. So for a while there, for about a month, he was playing catch with me, throwing back lefty with his, with his off hand. So now he's starting to throw and, and we can play catch and, and I'm, I'm really fortunate in that sense that, that I have him to be able to play catch with me. Um, pretty much every day and just just doing everything I can to lift and throw and stay in shape for whenever we can get back. Yeah, um, it, it, 
you talking about your training. I saw you posted on Twitter earlier. Uh, since you've been back, you had a, a little throwing competition with your whole family uh, where, where you guys <laughs> see you could th- throw the hardest one. It was, it was the two actual baseball players throwing lefty and then the rest of your family throwing righty, right? Yeah, th- those are the rules. The rules were uh, baseball players had to throw with their off hand and then, then the rest of the family had to give it their best with, with whatever their dominant hand is. It was, it was fun, man. I mean, we're just trying to keep, keep it light and, and stay creative and try to do something with our time. And at that point it was really kind of locked down. Like you, you weren't really going anywhere where now things are opening up a little bit, but that was just something that, that kind of just came up randomly. And my, I think my mom was just like, you know what? I think I could throw this ball 70 miles an hour. And we were like, no way, you don't realize how hard 70 miles an hour is. And then we were like, you know, let's, let's have a little competition. So I got the radar gun out and literally 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday, like my family's in the garage chucking balls at the wall to see how hard they can throw. And it It was, it was, it was, it was comedy. Who won again? My brother actually did because he, listen, he's been throwing lefty now. This isn't his first surgery. So he's had like two arm surgeries in a row almost, unfortunately, but his lefty throwing ability has, has skyrocketed. So he's, he's got that mastered. Um, so last week you tweeted, uh, about this, this new site that you, you created. Um, so do you want to just talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, I'm waiting on a domain name for it. Got to find something clever to, to title it, but it's, uh, it's linked in my, my Twitter profile and it was just basically something to kind of throw out all the, the knowledge and experience I've gained so far in my career and hopefully post post baseball career, whenever that may be. Um, I'm looking to stay in baseball one way or another, whether that's coaching in the pro or college level in baseball research or, or something. And I think just having that as, as a place where I can write, um, about things specifically broadly about anything where I can just kind of house all my knowledge and, and experience and hopefully, um, players coming up now in college or high school or whatever can, can find that resource and use it to their advantage. Cause I know, I mean, We've talked about it on the pod before, but my baseball career has taken a lot of twists and turns, and my pitching career is pretty relatively new. So I've only been pitching for a year or two now. So the knowledge that I've gained has been kind of expedited. So I, hopefully I can write a lot of stuff in there, and, and it's useful. And at some point, whether I'm applying for a job or whatever, I can use that as a, as a resource. Yeah, um, everyone should definitely go check out Connor's site. No official name at this point, like he said, but it's in his Twitter bio. It's linked there on his Twitter account. So everyone go uh, and check that out. And I I think, you know, we've kind of covered everything that's going on for you right now. And now we can kind of tell some stories about uh, way back when. So why don't, why don't we start? um, Do you have any, you know, big memories, anything that really got you into baseball as a kid, maybe uh, during Little League or, or anything like that that you can remember, any any big stories there? Yeah, before I get to that, I've actually forgot to mention another part of the site, um, this completely skipped my mind when we were talking about it, but I'm actually adding another uh, forum on the site called titled The Clubhouse, where I'll have kind of roughly the same thing as you guys are doing on here, where I'll have other professional baseball players write write up posts about their path to the to, to professional baseball, their their experiences or basically anything um, baseball related. So I've already reached out to about 10 or 20 guys and they're working on something for me where I think 
uh, fans, you know, people in general now without, you know, live baseball and everything going on now, I think reading things very genuinely and authentically from players, I think people would really enjoy that, especially now where, you know, kind of to, to fill that void of, of, of content for baseball. And I think that, you know, baseball is a little bit behind in terms of the way they market players and things like that in comparison to some other leagues. And I think Trevor Bauer and, and Watch Momentum and everything that they're doing over there with that company is just kind of humanizing and, and giving everyone a, you know, an inside look on players and how they are as people and stuff like that. So that's, that's another thing to look forward to. But for the Little League stories, back to that, um, man, the, the, when I really think back, you know, you always think about, oh, like, did we win the championship? Did we do this? Did we do that? But as I get older, and, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to this, the more you think back about stuff like that, you remember the stuff that really didn't mean much at all at the time. Like, yeah, everyone remembers we won the, the this championship and whatever, but the stuff you really miss the most is, like, just showing up to the field with your boys and eating hot dogs and <laughs> getting slushies at the concession stand and, like, all that stuff that you just don't do anymore, really. <laughs> And like no pressure at all and just showing up and it's just like, yeah, we got a game today. Like, let's have fun and, and try and beat somebody up. But specifically, um, I think I won the district championship my like 11 year old year in Little League. And that was like the greatest thing of all time. And that was like, you, you were like on cloud nine for the rest of your life after that. <laughs> but just, I think kind of stuff like that, like when I think back, it's just the little things that that you kind of miss more than actually playing and winning. You just kind of miss that, like playing the game and then playing rundown or playing, you know, it's just stupid games that we would all play when we were younger. Yeah, definitely. Um, rundown. I feel like I hated cause I'm slow <laughs> and I just get rocked with tennis balls. Like I would get, let, let, let's explain what rundown is. So for the common listener, I'm sure. And this, this might be just a possible thing. I'm not sure, but rundown is, you go into a batting cage and obviously a batting cage has, you know, two ends of it and you have a tennis ball and there's one guy in the middle. So I, I, yeah, you might have to refresh me on the rules, but I think the, you play catch with two, there's yeah. two people that are on a team. You play catch back and forth and then you have to get from one end to the other without getting pegged with the tennis ball. So it's literally two people playing catch. And then at some point you take off and try to run and the other people are just trying to throw it a hundred miles an hour at your head and hit you. Yeah. And, and like, <laughs> if you were one of the kids that like, you just didn't want to get hit or, or you weren't fast, you'd like, you'd stay on the base too long at the end of the batting cage and you'd get yeah. made fun of by the other kids. And like, it's like, you you're, not, you're not moving. He's staying there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah. I hated that game. I, I would always get rocked with tennis <laughs> Let's balls. put that on the record. Ty hated rundown. <laughs> He went home with, with welts on his back every night. Yeah, I definitely did. Um, what, what team in Little League were you on? I was on AMVETS and possible provision for, for Little League. So this is kind of a funny, funny tidbit, but one of my good buddies, Eli Napoltz, who's from Possible as well, you know him, Ty. Um, we actually played on the same team in Little League. And oh, for those, for everyone does, um, that doesn't obviously know the name, uh, he's with the Brewers now. He played at, Millersville University in Pennsylvania got drafted. He's playing professionally now. Um, we played on the same team in Little League at, when we were 12 years old. And to get to this is thinking about back at this rule, like I think about how is this even a rule? But 
when we were in minor league, if our dads sat in the dugout for our team's game, we were allowed to be on the same team when we got to Little League. So I'm not sure how that rule yeah, came into play, like, but I, I guess like if they were a coaching tandem, they had like priority. Yeah, yeah. So like my dad and his dad, um, like were assistant coaches barely, and it was like, all right, you guys are in Little League, you're on the same team now. So that was funny because we were pretty good our, our in Little League. So it's kind of funny that that role was even in place. Um, after Little League, what, what did you uh, – did you play teener league, I'm assuming? And yeah, kind of... I, I actually played – so when I was – when I left Little League, teener league was starting to kind of decline a little bit. So I actually ended up still playing a little bit. But I was bouncing around from teener league to – legion to travel ball a bunch of different teams so that's kind of like the gray area when you get out of little league you're not in high school yet and you're kind of nowadays there's there's a million and one travel teams there's i'm not i mean i'm not sure where everyone has teener league or legion ball but um yeah it just kind of depends on what what route you are you want to go to and that usually depends on kind of like what your goals are so you know if you're someone that wants to end up getting playing collegiately or or professionally, usually like travel balls, like kind of the the decision in terms of just getting exposure and stuff like that, because it kind of sucks nowadays, but the Legion and travel and, or the, the teener league, excuse me, there's just not really much recruiting options at those levels where, you know, there's still a lot of people that play that are just like, you know, I just kind of want to play with my friends and, and that's awesome too. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I did after, after little league before high school. So like, so, so one of the big things is, is baseball is like a, definitely a more expensive sport to play and keep up with. And, and a big part of that is like you mentioned, um, you know, kids who want to play professionally or, or, or in mm-hmm. college at some point have to play travel and it's really yeah. expensive. It's like a pay to play kind of thing. What, yeah. are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it, it's tough. And I feel like that's just the the way of of 20 of, of 2020 and like every sports almost almost going that route where we're kind of moving and shifting more away from your homegrown sports of like little league teener league legion high school sports um and you're kind of getting away from that and going towards more of like third party club teams travel teams stuff like that where it it, it has its perks and it's also has its cons i mean i know like you know, being able to play like with your friends from your hometown on one team, you know, it would have lasted a lot longer if we played Legion and travel or, uh, sorry, teener league. But at the same time, we wanted to play perfect or, uh, collegiately. And that was our goal. So, you know, we wouldn't have gotten any looks if we, if we continued to do that. So I think it's, it's tough because, and now there's just so many teams and so many programs and stuff like that. It's hard, but, um, Unfortunately, if, if you want to get exposure at that level before you get to high school, that's kind of the route you have to go. Now, I will say um, the stuff that people are doing now on social media in terms of helping people with recruiting is 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 awesome. I know like Rob, Rob at Pitching Ninja, um, he's made the flat ground and uh, flat ground bats apps um, where people can post their videos on Twitter and he'll retweet them for coaches. Um, that's awesome. And I think also, you know, just the use of, of media and everything now has made recruiting so much more um, easier because all it is nowadays is you can just send a video to someone and they, and they can get a look at you and recruit you. 
So in a sense, it has its perks and cons, but with everything and all the resources nowadays, if you're good, people are going to find you. Like it, it doesn't matter if you can throw 95 miles an hour. It doesn't matter if you're in Zimbabwe, it, it doesn't matter. They'll find you some way or another. Um, you know, playing, playing travel baseball, um, like you said, you felt like it was the the best way to get some exposure to play in college. Do you remember uh, kind of the first time that a college coach or scout uh, talked to you maybe after a tournament or sent you sent you a message somewhere and you're like, oh, wow, like this is legit. I, I have a good shot of playing college baseball. Yeah, actually, I think it was my first couple years out of out of Little League. I don't know. Maybe we were – no, I guess it was later than that. Maybe like early in my in my high school career, maybe like freshman year, I got we were playing tournaments and stuff. But at that time, you don't really know who's watching, and they can't really contact you yet, you yet. And I got an email from like a local D three college, and I was just like, man, like this is kind of cool. Like first first email, like they sent it to me. They they want to see me, blah blah blah. And then after that, it you know once you get older and it gets more serious, you know the coaches you know will tell you, hey, like xxx in school are, are here to see you blah 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 and you know you can you can talk to him after the game and stuff like that but one memory that does stick out with the professional scout and we've talked about this on the pod before and I didn't get any professional interest at all until my last season of college but a long time ago I think I was maybe 16 I was catching on my travel team at Diamond Nation which is a, a big facility in New Jersey and I was catching a game, like did pretty well behind the plate. I don't even remember if I got hit or anything. I just like didn't even really think I had that great of a game. And after the game, my dad came up to me and he's like, yo, there was a Philly scout here. And he said he really liked you behind the dish. And I was like, get out of here. Like, come on. And then the guy walked up and, I, and I'll never, I'll never know who it was. I'll, I don't know. Maybe I'll ask somebody next time I'm at the facility, but I don't know how, I, how they would find him. But he said to me, he was like, and I was young at the time. I was playing, I think, as a 16-year-old on, like, the 18U team or something like that. So, like, a lot of the other guys were getting looks before I was. But he came up to me and he was like, hey, man, um, you know, you, you looked really good receiving behind the behind the plate today. Like, you know, keep keep getting stronger, get bigger, and, you know, I think you can be pretty good. And I was like, really? Like, you, you serious? <laughs> it was, like, the first time I ever had, like, someone, like, legit really tell me like hey man you look pretty good and that was just like a really cool moment and looking back now that I'm with the Phillies that was even cooler and hopefully I can find that guy somehow and say hey man I wasn't that good of a catcher but I ended up pitching pretty good (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's funny um so you know we talked about this before I think the first time that you were on but uh you you played for Pottsville High School uh, and had a, a pretty good team with some professional and, and college players. So do you have any, any good stories about, about that run for your four years? Man, I mean, memories from high school, I think just being with the, the group of guys you've been playing with for forever, like just, it's just a bond. And honestly, like, I think I'll say it till I die, like no matter how good a teammates you have in college or pro or whatever, like the guys you play with growing up, it's just, it just means something different. And you just have that bond that that I just don't think it can ever be duplicated. You know, that that year or that that couple years in high school, we had real a really good team and we were very close. We played all the other sports together. We played that I mean, you think about the our starting five in basketball, it was me, Travis, Blankenhorn, who's with the twins now, Eli, who I mentioned earlier, he's with the Brewers. 
Ty Painter, who went to have a really good career at D2 at Shippensburg University. Like we were all, we were four out of the five. We're all baseball players. I went on to play post high school. And it's just like the bond that you create, not even in baseball, but just growing up playing stuff in the backyard, playing basketball, doing all this stuff. It's just a, it's just a different level of, of kind of brotherhood that you have. And coach Welsh, he did it, did an amazing job coaching us and, and we all respected him greatly. And kind of the same thing that, that I kind of talked about with little league, like you remember winning and you remember doing this and winning the championship or whatever, but you know, the most you remember and, and what you miss is just like showing up to practice every day and, and shooting the crap with everybody and doing drills. And it's just like, you know, the everyday kind of stuff. So you, like you, <clears throat> you just mentioned that you and a, a few other guys all were on the basketball team and went on to all play um, baseball collegiately or, or professionally. Um, can you talk a little bit about what it was like, you know, playing multiple sports in high school? I think, you know, nowadays it's trending more and more towards um, kids specializing in middle school or high school, just focusing on one sport rather than, you know, a more well-rounded, like two or three sports. So what was that, that like? And, and like, how do you reflect on kind of it changing or starting to change now? Yeah, I see that, see that kind of debate on Twitter a lot where it's, do you specialize? Do you play multiple sports? And, there's a lot of different different things to consider in terms of should should a, a young athlete specialize or play multiple sports. I think in general, I think growing up playing multiple sports is obviously a good thing. Um, it teaches you a lot of things that are outside of being sports specific, just being athletic, being in different situations, handling pressure and just different situations, I think can help a lot. But at some point, you have to kind of evaluate yourself and say like, okay, what are my goals? Like, do I want to just kind of have a good high school career and, and go to school for something else and, and be happy? Or do I want to play in college? Do I want to play in the pros? And at some point you need to have that discussion with yourself and say, okay, if I keep doing the stuff that I'm doing right now, am I going to reach those goals? And if you can, then okay, play multiple sports and, and do that. But for example, like if I'm a, a freshman high school pitcher and I throw 65 miles an hour and you're like, I want to play D1 baseball. You're not going to get play D1 baseball by playing basketball half the year. Like it's just not going to happen. So I think where a lot of people get kind of, you know, misguided on that is like, Oh, look at, look at Mike Trout. He played multiple, multiple sports. Look at Michael Jordan, look at Aaron judge, look at, you know, whoever, but it's like they played multiple sports because they were the best athletes and they wanted to dominate in multiple sports. They weren't, they didn't become the athlete they were because they played basketball or because they played football or whatever the, the sport. So I think the biggest thing in terms of playing multiple sports and or specializing is, you know, play multiple sports when you're growing up, but at some point there needs to be a, you know, an evaluation. And am I, if the stuff I'm doing right now is getting me towards that goal, then good, keep doing what you're doing. But if not, and your goal is it, don't think you're going to get there by playing multiple sports, then you might have to spend some more time playing whatever sport you want to play to get to the next level. Yeah. Um, I got another question about your high school career. Um, if I remember correctly, did you guys play at the iron pig stadium uh, during your career there? We did. We did. Yeah. My senior year, we actually won the district championship on the, on the iron pig stadium. So that was, that was really cool. So you have any hopefully, hopefully someday if, if I can get back there, I can, can say my baseball career has gone a full circle. 
Do you have any good stories from that game? Who you played? Uh, any anything you did well that game? Um, man, I don't remember anything like specifically of my career, but um, there's this picture, and and Eli, who I've mentioned again, he was pitching that game, and he he finished the whole game, and I was catching. And there's a picture where like at the end of the game we win, and I run out to the mound, and listen, he's like six six. He's a, he's a big dude. And I like pick him up by the waist and he's like in the air, like fist pumping. And that's like just the, the kind of lasting image I have of that. And, um, you know, my hometown is 40 minutes away from Reading. We're close to Lehigh Valley and we're close to Williamsport even. So like, I've had a lot of experience going to all the Phillies affiliate minor league stadiums. So I think that's, that's pretty cool too. And that's kind of, you know, a motivation thing for me is like, you know, the, the further up I go, the closer I get to home and everyone can come see me. So I think that would be very cool. Yeah. Um, so after, after high school, you obviously you went to LaSalle and you started as a catcher. Uh, you made your way playing some outfield too, and you really didn't become a pitcher till the end. And I know we, uh, we had this conversation the first time you were on, but um, why don't, why don't you, go over that one again since it definitely is one of the weirder uh, professional sports <laughs> stories that I know of <laughs> certainly not the norm so I'll, I'll run it through run it through quick so I show up to college as a, as a catcher only like I was a catcher I'm dead set on catching freshman year I, I think I caught like 30 games the end of the year we're short in the outfield and coaches all right you go go out there and, and play the outfield and I was like you know what like I'm, I'm pretty cool with that like I, at that point I caught for for 10 years. I don't even know at that already in college, I caught for 10 years and my knees were getting beat up. And I was like, you know what, like standing in the outfield all game doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> and I played there the next season. They're like, you know what, you're, you're th I think you're just going to be an outfielder. So I was like, all right, cool. I played that year split time in the outfield at first base that summer. I went away to, to Florida to play summer ball. And unfortunately all my coaches got, got fired at that time. So yeah, it was kind of up in the air on who was going to coach, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I'm not catching anymore. I might as well start to pitch. Like at, at this point, what's the difference? And I pitched a little bit down there, but not a lot. And I come back at my junior year. And in the fall, we had new coaches, um, David Miller, who's the new head coach, Jimmy Golden, who was a pitching coach then. And I walk in like, you know, in the fall and I was like, hey, uh, I, I was a catcher. I'm playing outfield now. And I used to pitch when I was younger. Um, you know, what, why don't, you know, why don't we see if I could pitch a little bit? And they were like, I was just like, Hey, just see what it looks like. If you, if you don't like it, then, then I'll, I'll scrap it and we won't do it. And fortunately for me, unfortunately for a lot of other guys, we had a ton of injuries for the pitchers that fall. And for, for a productive fall, you need hitters to get live, live at bats versus the pitching. So we were really sure and me and like four other guys who like barely even pitched had to pitch like the whole fall. And I pitched that fall, I did okay, but it still wasn't like I'm a pitcher. I was still playing the outfield. And that spring, uh, I started in the outfield at the beginning of the season, kind of slumped a little bit, and then I wasn't, I wasn't hitting anymore. So I started to pitch a little bit the end of my junior year, but, but really wasn't good. Like I, I was throwing like 85, 86. Uh, I was getting hit around. Like people hit like 315 off me, hit like three bombs off me. So I, it wasn't like I started pitching and it was like, man, this is it. Like, I'm really good. So the end of my junior year, my new coach, David Miller, kind of sits me down and he's like, you know what? You're not going to be an outfielder anymore. You're going you're gonna to be a PO. 
And I, I always, I always bust him for this, but I was like, man, I was, I was really, really mad about it. <laughs> like I was upset cause you know, I was a hitter my whole life. Like I, I really thought I could still get better like this and that. And, um, he was like, man, I really think that if you, if you can get that cutter, you know, you get your velocity up, you get that cutter, right? Like I'm telling you, you can play professionally and I'll never, I'll never forget this. I walk out of his office and I was like, man, this dude just blew smoke at my butt. Like not even, I'm like, he just tried to make me feel good. Cause he, cause he, I'm not hitting anymore. Like there's, I'm not playing professionally. Like I'm, I was bad this year. I don't throw hard. Like there's no way. So that summer I ended up staying on campus and this is, this is, this is exclusive Phillies nation content here. I'm about to tell you that I haven't said yet. I was on campus. The basketball team was there trying out and I played basketball in high school. And at that point I was like, man, my senior year, I'm going to be a pitcher. Like what, whatever. And I, I went into the to basketball gym and our, our head coach um, was from Villanova and he just got hired. And I was like, Hey man, I'm on campus. I played basketball all in high school. If you need any help at practice, I'll, I'm, I'm all for it. And he was like, all right, sounds good. And like, didn't really say much. The next day I'm in the gym and he's like, Hey, go down and get a practice jersey and some shoes. You're going to, you're going to practice today. And I was like, what is going on? So I ended up practicing on the basketball team for a day after, after the practice, the players were like screwing around dunking and I was dunking some basketballs and I went up for a dunk and my knee just tightened up and I couldn't move it. And I came down and I was like, I couldn't walk. And I, in my head, I'm just like, I'm an idiot. I just, I'm hurt. And my, my senior year is toast and I'm never going to play again because I tried to play basketball. And I go down to the training room and on the way I go to the training room, my pitching coach is sitting at, on the couches and I'm like walking, like, uh, like I have a peg leg and I'm, and I'm hurting bad. And he's like, Hey, what's up, Connor? He's like, what do you do with that basketball stuff on? And I was like, ah, nothing. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. And I'm just trying to hide it that my knees hurt real bad. And I go down to the training room and I'm like, man, I really think I tore my patellar tendon because I've had problems with it. And they're like, yeah, we'll see. So I go to the doctor. He's like, yeah, you tore your patellar tendon. You know, you could get surgery on it if you want. And I was like, dude, I can't. I really can't. Like, this is my last year. And again, I say it a million times, like, I had zero professional interest, like, literally negative professional interest. I was just, my mindset was like, have a good senior year and then go to med school. That was like my thing. And, I, and he was like, you could try and see if it'll just heal up and, and you can just deal with it. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to do that. So that whole summer before my senior year, like I barely touched a baseball, like at all. Like I was like lifting upper body and, and just letting my knee heal up. And then I don't even know how, but in the fall, like I came back, my velocity randomly went up and then senior year, I had a really good year and the rest is history as, as until right now. So to add that in there, aside from all the positioning and transiting to a pitcher, I was a division one basketball player for a day. So you were going <laughs> to, were you going to try to like walk on to the team? I was seriously trying like Ashley Howard. I forgot his name earlier. He was the assistant at Villanova. He got hired at LaSalle. Um, I said to him, Hey, like I will, I will do what you want. I'll be a practice player. And like, when you don't like LaSalle's a small school, you don't really have that many like practice players. Like if you practice, you're pretty much on the roster and you sit on the bench and I was like, you know what? That really wouldn't sound too bad. Like, I'll just play basketball in the winter and then just go to right to baseball. Like, you know, whatever. And again, like nothing ever really came out of it, but I do have a practice jersey and, and some Under Armour shoes. So 
I was attempting to, to walk on the basketball team and they were really short that year. They had like three, like a couple guys hurt, some guys transferred. And I was like, this is it. Like I, I could definitely, definitely practice. Do you think if you made the team, like you'd be playing professionally right now? <laughs> basketball? No, no, no. Would you, if you made the basketball team, <laughs> oh, oh, I was gonna would you be basketball. playing baseball? <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Honestly. I mean, who knows at this point? I mean, I don't know. Honestly, probably not. I mean, if I did anything, I probably wouldn't be playing. That's how like, how slim my chances were at that point. So like, you know, every, everything was just the domino effect. Like the spring, I come out, I, I pitch really well, like out of the gates. I have like a ton of saves. I didn't give up a run for like my 12, first 12 appearances. I'm like leading the country and saves somehow. And then like, I started to get some interest. So like, if I don't get that, that interest right off the bat to start the season, then I, I probably definitely don't, honestly. Do you ever think about, um, what your your career might have looked like if you started pitching like earlier whether it be high school or when you got to college or whatever oh no it's it's hard to say because uh honestly a lot of the things that i feel like make me a better pitcher and give me an advantage are the things that i learned when i was a hitter and when i was a catcher so like being a catcher and learning how to call pitches and and know what hitters are looking for reading swings stuff like that is stuff that i did for a decade and that's just all really helped me now as a pitcher. So who knows, honestly. Um, if, you're, if your team, uh, you know, say on the Gulf Coast League team last year, you ever tell the manager, like, you'll be the emergency catcher because you did it in college? <laughs> I didn't tell the manager, but, but the hitting coach, I was like, man, if, if some of our catchers go down, and I always joke around that, like, man, I just, I just got to get to double A so I can hit. Like, I'm telling you. But I'll probably strike out, so it doesn't even matter. But I'm always waiting for my first professional pitcher's batting practice. That's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, you got to so – <laughs> are, so are you anti-universal uh, DH then? Oh, I don't know. I don't have a stance on that. Personally, I mean, I don't know how it would really affect the game, but, I mean, I would like to keep it because I'm trying to swing a bat still. I don't even remember my last, my last at bat, so if I can get another one, that would be huge. As long as I don't have to bunt. I better be swinging away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably most of the pitchers in the organization, they probably, you know, they were they were pitchers in college. They don't got the hitting experience like you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still waiting on that, that pitcher's BP. <laughs> Hopefully I can turn a couple heads and be like, who's that? Who's that outfielder mixed in with the pitchers? They're like, no, 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 no. That's, that's Hinchliff. He's swinging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That'd be, that'd be awesome, you know. Got to get the yeah. – just got to get you that first BP. Just got to get a last at bat. That's all I want. I want one more. I don't care if, if I never get another one after that. I just want one. One more. That's all I ask for. But I got to do a lot pitching-wise to get, get to that. So that's obviously priority number one. Yeah, I mean, if you do uh, – if you get the at bat, I guess that means the career's going pretty well, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, like, you, you can only hit in double A or higher, so – Got to worry worried about pitching first, and then, then I'll, I'll worry about my hitting. You know, maybe later in my career. Definitely. Um, <laughs> do, do either of you have any final thoughts? I think we got some some good stories there, and kind of the lead into your pro career. <laughs> no, that's all I got, man. I'm just I'm just waiting for baseball to come back, as I'm sure everyone else is. So, you know, obviously there's there's two sides of of the the negotiations going on players versus owners and I shouldn't say versus cause it shouldn't be versus, but it should be with the owners, but um, hopefully they can resolve something soon. That's, that's good for not only, you know, their salaries, but 
you know, the health concerns and, and precautions and everything like that. So we can all stay safe and get back to playing some baseball because, because the country needs it right now. Johnny, you got anything else? Nothing else. That was a great, like you said, some great stories from that. <laughs> yeah. The basketball one, I was not, I was not expecting to hear about your basketball career, but I always um, got stuff up my sleeve. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad that you do it made for a good episode. Uh, <laughs> Thanks once again for coming on. Everybody go follow Connor on Twitter. What's what's your at right now? Con Hinch. So C-O-N-H-I-N-C-H. Everybody check him out. Check out his website. Uh, it's linked on his Twitter. Thanks to you once again for coming on. And thanks to everybody for listening. We'll talk to you next time. You can listen to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.